0: The Blast From Our Past Network.
1: Hello and welcome to The Blast From Our Past Podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another top 10 episode for you this is something that we had talked about way, way back when we did our top 10 hair metal songs. Uh, God, I can't even remember how long ago that was at this point.
2: Yeah, it felt like a good ways back. Um, but yeah, we immediately were like, well, we had to you know, separate certain songs from that list, but they still needed to be on a list of their own. Yep. And we are going to
1: do our top 10 power ballads. Now power ballads is a thing that is a term that I feel like is not necessarily defined but is sort of implied. When I I say the words power ballad, I am usually inferring to hair metal power ballads.
2: Yeah. The list that I looked up online, there was a lot of variation. There... They had Prince's "Purple Rain" on the list, and I'm like, a ballad, yes. It's not a power ballad. Yeah. Um.
1: So I stuck specifically to ballads from hair metal or hair metal adjacent bands.
2: Uh, I'm. There's probably two that are just from like fairly pop, but it's there's epicness to them. That I think Mm -hmm. fits Power Ballad style. So, But everybody else is pretty much hair metal or hair metal adjacent for me.
1: Okay. What was funny about this is um, we've had this on our schedule for a long time. And it just kept getting pushed back. And pushed back when we had other things come up, you know. And uh, someone sent out, and I apologize, I cannot remember your name, uh, was asking us, hey, when is Power Ballads coming out? And we were like, well, ironically, it's coming up next month. Mm -hmm. and it's finally here excited to have it going yep so uh most these are always going to be kind of fun and uh adam unless you have anything else to add i'm ready to go ahead and jump into our list no there's
2: there's another song i saw on multiple like top power ballads lists and it bothered me that it was on that list um there's a couple of them honestly but like there, there's some... Well, I don't want to mention it in case you have it, so maybe when we talk honorable mentions, but it just grinds my gear that they put it in a power balance list. Okay.
1: Then it's probably not in my list, but okay. we'll save it anyway. All right. Uh, all right. Number 10. I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Okay. So I have to admit, at first I thought this list was going to be easy. I was like, oh, I, I can do this without a problem. And then I realized... My knowledge of power ballads is actually fairly small. Mm. There's only a small handful of power ballads that I like really actively listen to. And a lot of the ones were like, oh, this is
2: a top power ballad. I'm like, oh, no, this is not a good song. (laughs) Dude, there's a lot of huge power ballads that I was like, yeah, that's not making my fucking list.
1: Yeah. So uh, the bottom few, uh, I had a little bit of a hard time kind of figuring out what was going to be there and then kind of quantifying that. And actually, number ten being the one that I had the hardest time filling, but I think I finally settled on um, a song that is definitely a power ballad, and it was is fine listening to, uh, and that is "Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone" by Cinderella. Um, it's a fine song. It's definitely in that power ballad genre. Um, honestly, it was sort of like the best of the worst for me to find to put on as my number 10. Um, because a lot of the stuff, there were some really, really good songs I think on my list, but I feel like there's no middle ground The a power ballad is either like a really good song or it just
2: sucks. <laughs> Yeah, here I found a quite a bit of suckage. Where it's like I recognized a lot of songs. I was like, oh yeah, these are gonna make, and they made like my big list to listen through. But the second uh-huh. I listened to some of them, I was like, no, sir. Um, this one is a is an okay song. And yeah, and I and I can understand its pick. But yeah, I'm kind of with you that um of the power ballads that I truly listen to, it's probably well. Yeah, it's it's pretty much stuck to just this top ten, and everything outside mm-hmm. of it is just like yeah, it's a pretty big drop. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a solid song. I don't I don't hate. Um, don't know what you guys hold it's gone.
1: Okay. All right. Well, then, what is your number ten?
2: Um, my number ten might cause ripples for some people, uh, because honestly, it might be the first thought song I think of when I hear power ballad. Um. <laughs> But it's my tenth favorite of all the power <laughs> ballads, uh, and you you might have it higher on your list. I went with Poison's "Every Rose Has Its Thorn." It is higher on my list. Okay,
1: there. It is higher on my list. Uh, all right, so my number nine. See, so the thing is, I'm I'm kind of expecting us to have a lot of similar things because uh. I think that the 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 Venn diagram of Good songs and power <laughs> ballads is fairly small, uh-huh. and I, I think we're gonna have a lot of stuff on here. Yeah.
2: But what do you list. consider? What do we both consider good? I'm gonna be curious That's about that. Fair. This is this one is uh
1: kind of, I guess you could call this guy hair metal, and I guess he was considered kind of hair metal. I, I kind of consider him more pop metal, if you will, uh, from the 80s. Um, but I did see this one on this list, and I was like, you know what, I could probably justify this being on here. Uh, my number nine is Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi.
2: Good song. I have a different Bon Jovi song on my list. Uh, okay, i I like I like this song.
1: I like Bon Jovi fine. I've never been like a like a diehard Bon Jovi fan. You know, I'll I'll sing along with uh, uh, "Living on a Prayer" like the best. You know, with the best mm-hmm. of them. But uh, you know, I don't act. I don't ever actively go seek out Bon Jovi songs. Maybe it's because I'm not from
2: Jersey. Isn't he from Jersey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They're yeah. very much Jersey. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted Dead or Alive. It's a good one. I've done it in a karaoke uh, karaoke drunkenly with some friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's definitely it's a good sing along with with friends. You know, you just get because I'm wanted, wanted, dead or alive. I mean, that's a that's a solid solid pick. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, then, what is your number nine? Uh, my number nine. Um, yeah, very emotional song. Uh, might be higher for you. I'm I'm curious. Um my number 9 is Foreigners, I want to know what love is. make my list okay all right so this one it's a it's it's a slow song and at first it didn't make my list I would say like that my bottom three kind of shifted around and like kind of other ones from like my honorable mentions would pop in and then move out and I I, you know I did my I listened to all of them I put them in a Spotify playlist and listened to them and ranked them that way and so Mm -hmm. like my eight nine and ten spots kept moving around and this you know on a different day this might have been in the list, might have been out of the list. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I like his voice. I like the sadness that is in this mm-hmm. song. Um, it's great. You know, it's got the it's got drama. It's got some, it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 um, from 1994. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is just this is just a good emotional song.
1: OK, that's fair enough. I just realized I'm pretty sure there's a song that I meant to look up that for some reason wasn't showing up on other list, and I think I forgot to include mm. it. So I'll be interested to see if it if it if it shows up in your in okay. your list later on. Uh, all right, uh, my number eight, my number eight is uh, similar to "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" in that it's a an acoustic song. Um, and it's definitely one of those power ballads, or it's mostly acoustic, I should say. Uh, one of those power ballads that definitely always gets mentioned. Uh, my number eight is "More Than Words" by Extreme. Say- Not on my list. Okay, that's fair. Again, a lot of these lower ones—they're songs I can listen to, not ones I actively. (laughs) In fact, I would say my entire bottom half are songs that I can listen to, but don't ever actively go listen. You know, go seek them out.
2: Yeah, to listen for. I mean. The more this this more than word song is pretty much the only time I hear it is when I was like watching VH1's like top power ballads countdown. (laughs) That's yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't I
1: couldn't name you a single other extreme song. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what else they did, to be honest with you. So
2: I I think they were one hit wonder.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um,
2: All right. Well, we're checking along. (laughs) We don't have too much to talk about because, like you know, yeah, these are these are decent songs. But I think when we get a little bit higher, we're gonna get a little bit more passionate about our power ballads. I think so too. Uh, all right, what are we on? My number eight. Y- You're number eight. So my number eight uh, is definitely not on your list because you went with "Wanted Dead or Alive." But I, listening through um, kind of their more power ballady stuff, I ended up going with Bon Jovi's "Always."
0: i can't sing a love song like the way it's meant to be well i guess i'm not that good
2: song is from 1994 so it's more kind of much more recent of a song Mm -hmm. than most of the ones you might have a hit number four on the billboard hot 100 um it was actually written originally for the soundtrack to the 1993 film romeo is bleeding which i've never heard of that movie i i have heard of it i don't think i've ever seen it okay um and actually they released this song On their Crossroads album, which was a greatest hits album that included Hmm. two new songs and always being one of them, like a previously unreleased, um, song. Uh, but yeah, but it hit the charts. The, the music video has a, a cute Carrie Russell in it. Um, Mm. you know, when she's just, that woman is, is gorgeous, but, but there's just something about the song that I really, really like, particularly the uh, chorus is all, is uh, just fairly good. So yeah, um. For some reason, this Always One just kind of hit me more ballady than One of Dead or Alive, so that's why it ended up probably making this list for me more. Okay,
1: that's fair enough. Uh, all right, so my number seven is the one that I mentioned, uh, or that you mentioned earlier, and that was Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison.
0: We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We few miles apart inside Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say Every rose has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song, every rose has its thorn. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, This is just classic power ballad. Oh my gosh, it's it's gonna make almost every person's list. I feel.
1: Yeah, and and one of those songs that I think you'd get a, a bar of drunken people singing along to. Only the chorus and probably only the title, and they yeah. wouldn't remember any of the rest of the words. But so, so uh, yeah, it, it's a it's kind of one of those pantheon
2: songs for the sort of power ballad genre. To um, maybe to my chagrin, um, <laughs> my wife does sing along to the song and she knows every single word. Huh. My wife is tone deaf as fuck. <laughs> and, but when there's a couple songs that come on. And this is one of them. When it comes on, she'll just go ham, and she will just sing in the car. She loves Every Rose Has a Thorn. And I'm just like, oh, honey, oh, honey, I need to get some auto-tune. Um, but, <laughs> but she she is definitely a fan, so I hear this one pretty often. Uh, hit number one uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, from 1988. But, yeah, crowd-pleasing. You're right. This is one you could play in the crowd, and they will sing. So it's, it's a very good one. Yeah. All right, what was
1: your number seven?
2: All right, my number 7 is uh um an all female group who rock mm. really freaking hard. I am going with Hearts Alone as my number 7. Didn't make my list. Okay. So this one, actually, it's funny. The chorus is easily my favorite part. Um, Came out in 1987, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, I remember, and I don't remember what what episode we talked about this on. So there was um, some movie, you know, that came out in 1987, and then the number one song that you had mentioned was Hearts Alone. And for some reason, I didn't recognize the song name. And so when we were recording, I was like, I don't know this song. That probably sucks. Probably a stupid (laughs) song. And then when I edited the episode and I dropped in that that heart song, I was like, oh, shit, that's a good song. I know that song. That's really fucking good. (laughs) So I just – so I have to eat my words and I have to say, you know, Hearts Alone is a a fantastic power ballad. I like it a lot. Um, It was – Originally, it's actually a cover. It was written by uh, Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly under their band name going by I-10. Uh, hmm, but yeah. uh, that group, or that t- those two people, Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, also wrote True Colors by Cyndi Lauper, Eternal Flame by The Bangles, I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders, I Touch Myself by The Divinals, and Like a Virgin by Madonna. So, wow. Awesome. Awesome writing team. Um Actually, they and the song before it was released by Heart. They were there was a version on a CBS sitcom called Dreams that John Stamos and this person Valerie Stevenson did a did a version (laughs) of it as well. So if you ever want to hear John Stamos singing it, uh, you can find that on YouTube because I did. Uh, So the song is is a really good one. Um, Heart is a a phenomenal hard rocking band that you know I think they definitely realized you know how talented those ladies were and mm-hmm. um yeah i just ended up really liking it
1: cool and for the record it's not an all-female group
2: oh it's not okay
1: it, it's just the it's just the singer and the other guitarist who ah, are
2: female. okay okay for some my bad i, I thought they were all female kind of like the bangles and and um etc so okay. no
1: i'm pretty sure it was just the two sisters
2: gotcha well either way they fucking rock <laughs>
1: okay uh all right number six trucking along I'm starting to question my placement of number six, but it is definitely, it sounds more power ballady than I think some of the other ones. Um, and I kind of, it was one that I was like, oh yeah, I kind of recognize that song. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, I, I think that's a that's a decent enough song. Uh, my number six is Heaven by Warrant. i
0: got a picture of your house And you're standing by the door It's black and white and faded. It's looking pretty worn. See the factory that it worked. Silhouetted in the back. The memories are grave, but man, they're really coming back. I don't need to be the king of the world long as I'm the hero of this little girl
2: Yeah, not on my list. Okay,
1: um, it was a fine enough song. Again, <laughs> I don't. I really don't have a lot to talk about to these bottom half songs because these are not ones that I listened to very regularly. I literally had to pad my list because I was like, "Oh wow, I really didn't listen to as many power ballads as I thought I
2: did." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven is not so far away
1: I mean it's a it's a catchy enough uh, yeah. tune and you can sing along with it it's not it's not hard to sing it's uh
2: you know it's it is it's very power ballady wow I don't know how many times <laughs> you It I'm is power ballady I can hear the apathy um in your voice yeah. But yeah that song that song I give a fine and that's why I ultimately didn't end up making my list
1: Okay that's fair
2: Yeah uh, All right well then what was your number 6 Uh my number 6 is I was I'm not sure their other song counts as a power ballad it just felt like maybe it was a little bit more poppy rock and so I wanted that song that other one which I like way better but this one is more ballady so that's why I had to go with it my number six is Mr. Mr's Broken Wings Higher on my list. It's a damn good song. I don't. I don't. It believe is. That.
1: that was and that was one where I'm like, is it really a power ballad? Yeah. Is it kind of poppy? But you know what? It showed up on a, enough lists where, yes. and I love that song. So we'll hey, talk uh, about it later.
2: Yeah, we'll t- Yeah, I I really want to Kyrie, because that's my favorite Mr. Mister yeah, song. But that is one is same. just a little too poppy, and so I was like, okay, yeah. I, I got to go with Broken Wings instead. Yeah. Uh.
1: All right. Well, then we're moving on to our top half. Let's see what this uh, has to bring for us. Uh, all right, so my number five, um, I, I don't know if it's going to be on your list or not, um, and it's a, it's a fairly epic song, and I think it gets more credit than it deserves, but it's got a sweet, sweet guitar solo by Slash. Uh, I went with November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Uh,
2: higher on my list. Okay, cool. Yep.
1: All right. So I'm, I, well. I don't know if we're going to have a lot of the same ones up top. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) We we
2: definitely have a couple, but we'll see. All right. Well, then, what was your number five? Uh, My number five, if you went solely with hair metal people, then I don't think this person made your list because she was very much um, in pop rock uh, kind of stuff. Um, She has some epic songs, and this is a fantastically epic song. So that's why I felt it kind of fit into the power ballad genre. My number five is Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart.
0: And I see the look in your eyes
1: Oh,
2: yeah, I would not have considered that a power ballad. It, it made enough of the lists that I was seeing that I felt comfortable putting it in.
1: Okay. Yeah, it seems too pop to me. It's a great song. Yeah. okay, I'm, I'm not going to deny it there. But Then, yeah, then, go you're, ahead.
2: then you're probably going to dislike another option that I've got on the list <laughs> further up because um, it's got a similar vibe. But yeah, um, so this one's from 1983, hit number one on the Hot 100, uh, written by Jim Steinman, um, who also wrote "It's All Coming Back to Me Now" by Celine Dion, and also another song that will be higher up on my list. Uh, this song, well, maybe maybe a big problem as to why it, you you don't consider it. This was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, not uh, not rock performance, but pop vocal. But I don't know. It's got it's got the emotion and it's got like the uh, the ballady side, but maybe it's just not power ballad enough. Um, I didn't realize that Bonnie Tyler is Welsh. I saw that on her. Oh, on her nice. Thing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this song is just, uh, has all the emotion I could ever want. So I, I really like it.
1: Turn around.
2: Every now and then I'll cop a scuba a D, but up and D, but boo. I start scatting when I don't know the lyrics. So <laughs> hey, that's,
1: <yeah>. <tremendouslyKay rhetorically> hey, that works. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving up to number four. Uh, this is a song that I will not be surprised if it's not on your list. Um, I have, I don't know when I first heard it. I'm pretty sure I was in high school when I first heard it. Um, I think it was over at a friend's house and I remember them playing the song and someone telling me what it is. It was a band I had never heard of at that point and was actually kind of a super group. It was made up of a bunch of different, uh, people from different bands that kind of came together to form this one band for something. And I uh, I believe I'm sorry, I'm not going to say I believe um, And uh, one of the the Guitarists for the band uh, Is the uh, one and only Ted Nugent uh, I went with High Enough by the Damn Yankees
0: We don't need to talk about it Anymore Yesterday is just a memory And we close the door I just made one mistake I didn't know what to say when you called me
2: I don't even know that song. The I to- love this song. Wow, I, I, you know what? I, I'm excited to listen to the episode and have it when you cut it in, or I'll go check it out after this to see if it would have made my list because um, I don't recognize it by name. So
1: I can take you high. Oh enough. yeah, that's a do good song. Do do do. Okay. Yeah, so this was just a super group that I think just came together for maybe one album. I don't know mm-hmm. if they did any more, um, but this was I. I, for some reason, this song has always been in my kind of hair metal rotation, like as far as like power ballads go, and I really enjoy it.
2: Yeah, uh, when you just kind of sang it for me, yeah, definitely, definitely a good one. Um, and yeah, it very potentially could have made like, you know, on my list, probably a little bit later down, um, you know, if I would have would have considered it. So yeah, good choice. Very good choice.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad there was a, at least a... A little bit of a surprise or something in there for you.
2: Yep. Um, uh, your number four. My number four is a song that was uh, everywhere in 1998, all over the radio, all over uh, this one certain film that it was on, uh, and it was the band's first and only number one hit, even though they've been making hits since uh, the 70s or maybe late 60s even. Mine's Aerosmith's Don't Want to Miss a Thing.
0: space
1: I didn't make my list. I I went back and forth on Aerosmith because they definitely have that sort of hair rocker mm-hmm. metal vibe, but they're still a little too rock and roll for me. So I didn't. I kind of quickly pushed them aside. Like I don't think I can accept them. Okay. For a power ballad, but that is, I mean, God, that song was everywhere.
2: <laughs> it was. I mean, it's a very ballady song. Yes. You, you got to admit. Um. Yeah. Like I saw some lists that put Dream on. As a power ballad. And I don't consider, I don't know. It just fits too, it's too classic rock to me. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But this one has that very powerful ballad feel to it. Um, It was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, As I already mentioned, hit number one. I mean, it was everywhere. You couldn't get away from this song. Mm -hmm. But it was also entertaining. And it it has been enough time to where I like the song again, you know, because there was a moment where it was just like, this is too fucking much from this song. But now I like to scream it. You know, I like to fucking <laughs> sing along with this one. So, don't want to miss a thing. Was written by Diane Warren. Diane Warren has written a shit ton of awesome songs. She did. Mm. She wrote "If I Could Turn Back Time" from Cher. Uh, "How Do I Live?" Uh, from Leanne Rhymes. The "How Do I Live yeah. Without You?" Uh, "Rhythm of the Night" by Debarge. Um, Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion, which is another one you'd recognize. I can't remember how it goes Mm -hmm. on top of my head, but I listened to it. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look Away by Chicago. Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. (laughs) Don't Turn Around by Ace of Base. And Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton were all written by Diane Warren. Wow. Yeah. uh, And she she did uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing, so... A uh, fantastic song, fantastic resume from that person, uh, from Diane Warren. So, yeah, I really, really enjoy this one because it's – there's a cheesiness to Don't Want to Miss a Thing, I feel, mm-hmm. in the way that Aerosmith does it because – probably because it was so saturated in the late 90s that there's a cheese, I feel, to it. And even just – there's a cheesiness to Armageddon, you know? Yeah. But it's, I'm at a point where I, I'm – all for the cheese, you know, <laughs> wrap me yeah. up in fucking Velveeta, baby, because I appreciate <laughs> uh, the cheese factor with Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Cool. We're going into our uh, top three. We've got more different ones than I think we originally thought. I do, sure. too. I,
1: I, we have one that we're about to talk about that I know we have. I'm not sure my top two are on your list at all.
2: I, same thing. I don't think my, my number one and my number two are on your list. Uh, So
1: my number three is one that you mentioned before. It is a great song, and yes, I prefer the other one, but this is definitely the more ballad song. My number three is Broken Wings by Mr. Mister.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Kyrie is the better song, but it's just not ballady enough. Right. But this one is still
1: damn good. It is. And I, I, Mr. Mr. to me is kind of on that fine line where I can hear the hair metal influence. I can hear the pop rock influence. Mm-hmm. They're kind of on that little, uh, there's a, the synth sounds of the 80s and stuff like that. Like I can hear all of it going through, but it still definitely has that power ballad feel. to it and i love that song so much i was like i knew it was going to be in my top 10 and i was like oh it's definitely getting it's definitely getting bumped up high
2: fair fair enough yeah peaked at number one uh the billboard hot 100 it came out in 1985 there's a romantic quality to broken wings that you gotta Mm -hmm. love you gotta appreciate and with a lot of power ballads there is i mean if it's not like a sadness thing it's usually a love kind of thing you're singing to a woman or something like that so uh but yeah broken wings like those are the only two songs I know from Mr. Mister, this one and Kyrie. right? But the, but they are perennial 80s favorites. They're great. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. They definitely make the rotation in my in my 80s uh playlist for yep. sure.
2: Yeah. All right, what was your number 3? So my number 3 was a little bit down on your list. It is the fantastic uh guitar solo song Guns N' Roses is Guns and Roses is <laughs> <laughs> uh, November Rain. <laughs> November Rain. Yeah. Uh, Came out in nineteen ninety two, written by Axl Rose. It peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot one hundred, which actually made it the longest song in history to enter the top ten of that chart. uh, Which the album version is eight minutes and fifty seven seconds. It is Mm -hmm. a long and honestly unnecessarily long song. Right. They need to. And now the the single version is cut down to like five minutes. Um, but like, I think that's just a little bit more, makes more sense. Like there's just some drawn out stuff that isn't necessary on right. the song itself. Like it, the real song itself doesn't start until like two minutes in. So it's like, why the fuck did I wait that long? But there is an epic quality. That video, you got to mm-hmm. admit, helps bump it up a little bit in your eyes because it's a great music video Slash is solo with the church in the background uh, and yeah. the fucking helicopter flying above him. That's fucking epic. That
1: whole thing is, and the and the and the thing about that solo is, it's not crazy. It's mm. melodic and singable and mm. memorable, and I think that's why people love that solo. I mean, there is something to be said about the the shredding guitarist who you know plays crazy and to very technical, but there's also something about that melodic guitar solo that you can almost sing along with, yeah. you can hum along with. That I think you know gets stuck in people's ears. And uh, Slash can do both, I think. Slash can do the technical stuff, and he can craft good sort of melodic guitar solos.
2: Definitely. Well put. Yep. Absolutely agree. So this is a solid, solid good, solid song and solid ballad. Love it. Uh,
1: All right. Uh, Number two. My number two, I won't be surprised. Probably, I don't even know if this even made your... um, initial list at all i would be kind of surprised uh and this is a more of an acoustic one and for some reason i think what what drew me to this song was when i was in high school i was kind of teaching myself how to play guitar a lot of times using guitar world magazine and just learning to play songs from the tabs that Mm. were in the magazines even if it was a song i'd never heard before and this was one of those songs where i saw the guitar part i was like Oh, that looks interesting enough. I want to try to learn it. And it's uh it's become one of my favorite sort of power ballad type songs, and that is Silent Lucidity by Queensreich.
0: Now don't you cry. Wipe away the tear from your eyes. You're lying safe. spinnings in your head I mind tricked you to feel the pain Of someone close to you Leaving the game of life So here it is, another chance Wide awake, you face the day over? or has it just begun?
2: Okay, I did listen to that one, but yeah, I didn't um wasn't really going to be making high on my list, but
1: it, it definitely has a much more sort of nostalgic pull for me than okay. opposed to the like the quality of the song um because I had, I had started I learned the song before I actually even heard the song if that makes sense i was learning it mm-hmm. on guitar and then you know hearing it uh i actually i think the first time i heard it was on one of those late night infomercials about the power ballad of the 80s and like <laughs> yes. this was the, one of the scrolling ones that went by and i'm <laughs> like oh that's what that song sounds like there you go <laughs> um but it's it's become um a regular rotation regular song in my rotation of a uh, kind of hair metal hair metal stuff Okay, so, definitely has more of the nostalgic feel and it's got some really weird time signatures in it that make you sound like oh did it just skip but it's no that's how the music is and i think that's what drew mm-hmm. drew me to it initially i was like oh this is this song has like seven
2: eight in it and some other weird yeah. time signatures so that's cool very cool uh, all right you're number two yeah, I don't I don't expect my number one and number two to be on your list because if you stuck you stuck a lot more to hair metal bands. Right. Um, and these two, my number one and my number two, are more adjacent. And I'd say they're slightly mm. even less adjacent than Aerosmith. And so if you didn't pick Aerosmith, then you're probably not gonna get either <laughs> of these um songs and these these groups. So uh, my number two is from just an awesome band from the eighties. Like they were just incredible i love their greatest hits album Um, and this one is such an emotional song i love steve perry's voice and so i went with faithfully by journey as my number two power ballad
1: I definitely wouldn't have considered them. Okay, power ballad, but that is a that is a great song, and it definitely it
2: fits the feel. Okay, I'll give you that. That's what I thought. You know, it peaked at number twelve in the middle of Hot 100, but yes, it 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 fit the emotional feel that uh, I, I think goes with a lot of these other power ballads. So, um, yeah, there's just something about Steve Perry's voice and that song, and just like the the romantic quality and the the emotion that I get from it. A lot of people actually picked "Open Arms." Um as a as a as their pal ballad in a lot of lists that I saw online. But mm-hmm. to me it's not even close. Faithfully is a better song, and so that's gotta be my number two.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um well let's not let's not do our our honorable mentions yet just because we haven't picked each other's number one sure. and it is possible that they yeah. could get mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we so. can save them until
2: afterwards. That's fine. Yep.
1: All right. So my number one is a song that I've always loved, and it does have kind of an acoustic feel to it, but it's definitely got some of them rocking power chords in it. And I don't necessarily know that I would call this guy hair metal. So this this might be another one where it kind of, like, rides the line. But this song, I think, definitely follows the power ballad trend, and that's Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a good good song um i didn't really even consider it uh because i just i don't know i, I just kind of thought just metal not hair metal with ozzy even though he he though do, though he does and this song does have that similar feel so mm-hmm. that's a good choice uh definitely 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 good choice definitely good choice um i really
1: like the kind of 12 string guitar lick happening in the beginning um a kind of coursey effect and uh I don't know. I think this is. I think this is a. a it had definitely f- feels like a power ballad. Yeah. And out of all the ones, I think this was one I felt was probably the best song out of my list. So that's why it ended
2: up in number one. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great, really good choice. All right. And what is your number one? My number one uh, was also written by Jim Steinman. If you remember, uh, as I mentioned before, wrote "Total Eclipse of the Heart" by Bonnie Tyler. And if you think a similar style, maybe more epic ballad than power ballad, um, but this made, the song made many lists, so I felt okay uh, uh, including it. You would not put it in. I could tell definitely because it's more pop ballad, <laughs> pop power ballad, mm-hmm. but it is epic. And when I think epic ballad, John, do you know who I go to? Who? The Loaf. I go to meatloaf <laughs> baby. And so I my number one is I do anything for love. And I- That song. I am not surprised. No, of course not. But that song, dude, you're taking on like an emotional roller coaster with that song. It came out in 1993. Um, you know, certified platinum. It earned actually a Grammy for best rock vocal performance for Meatloaf. Um, but it's just epic. It's you know, it's got these parts of slow and then intense, and it's just, it's it's perfectly loaf. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> this song is so good. It reached number one in 28 countries. Including uh, obviously the US. His, it was his first and only number one single in the, in the US on the Billboard Hot 100. But I just, I love the epicness of this song. I, I, I appreciate Meatloaf, and this song is absolutely one of his best. Okay,
1: fair enough. All right, well, Adam, uh, you may not be surprised. I have no honorable mentions at all. <laughs> okay. So you can go ahead and list as many as you want.
2: Sure, sure. I want to throw out um, Night Ranger's Sister Christian. Um, that one yeah. very closely. That was kind of like I had it up at like nine, and then it got dropped down, and then kind of went back up, and then eventually landed at number 11. Uh, Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home. I, I really like that one as well. Home Sweet Home. Um, that one is good. Uh Peter Cetera's Glory of Love. It's a little bit more poppy ballad. It, it showed up hmm. on the um uh uh Karate Kid Part 2 soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> and that's how you would recognize it. Or I think it was also ended up being on Cobra Kai uh, as well if you <laughs> <laughs> if you watched that show. Um but yeah, uh those are a couple they had I saw Styx's Lady Yoma Lady. Uh and that came out in like the 70s, but there yeah. is there uh, there is epic Balladness to that song. And so I can understand why it made a lot of people's lists. And um, yeah, those are, you know, those are most of my close ones to it. I mean, there's other really um, classic power ballads like uh, Def Leppard's Love Bites. That's Mm. one of those songs I listened to and I was like, ugh, I actually actively don't care for this song. (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of those. Yeah. Um, Kiss had a song that I saw um, reason to live. I saw that one. I did not care for that. Other people put their song Beth up at the top. I listened to Beth and I almost gagged. It was so bad. <laughs> they let, they let the little cat guy sing on that one. And that fucker can't sing. So I think uh, Peter Chris. I think that's yeah, Peter Chris. that's it. That's exactly
1: it. That makes me think of uh, um, uh, the family guys reference. Uh, nobody wants to be Peter Chris. Not even
2: Peter Chris wants to be Peter Chris. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah no there's a whole one uh mr biggs to be with you uh it's kind of more acoustic-y yeah power i ballad. i
1: love that song but i didn't consider it a power ballad enough to put it on this list okay fair,
2: fair 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 so yeah there's a lot of stuff and i think a lot of people might shit on you know it's tough though i looked up power ballads they were including okay this is the song i, I bitched about before i saw this on at least one or two different power ballad songs they put metallica's nothing else matters and I mm. wouldn't be like, fuck no, no. I mean that song is amazing, and actually I'd probably put that, you know, easily in my top three um, of these songs that I've already mentioned here. Right. But it's not a power ballad. Fuck no. Yeah. Um, hell, I saw how you remind me of my Nickelback on multiple lists, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not even close. Not even close. Uh, they put uh, there's a Creed song with arms wide open, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. So yeah. the, the the genre of power ballad has, a, has some wiggle room for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I like that we mostly stuck to hair metal or for me kind of it's either hair metal or epic pop like those are the two. Okay. So that's kind of how it fit, but yeah, um, yeah. They they probably need to make another genre for some of those other ones that just don't fit, but uh, but yeah, yeah. This is. Um, This was an interesting list. I mean, I had a big old list before. Uh, White snakes is this love? That's another classic. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, yeah, I I found it pretty easy to to wane things down to like my top twelve or top Mm -hmm. thirteen or whatever, um, because all the other ones were like, I just don't listen to these very much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, it was still I had a good time, and you know, I would say yeah, those top like five songs as well on my list, maybe even the top like. Uh, pro- no, I'd say at least like top seven, uh, six or seven, starting with, yeah, Mr. Mr.'s Broken Wings, I actually listen to fairly frequently. So, some yeah, some good shit.
1: Yeah. All right, folks. That was our top ten power ballads. Please join us next time for an all Zorro episode as we break down the 1998 film The Mask of Zorro, discuss the 90s television version of Zorro, Hi, my name is Scott and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.